Welcome to the Arena Combat Aptitude Evaluation Program. First subject AC, Mad Stomp. Call sign, Invincible Rummy. Commencing evaluation. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Stairs through the stairs. I know, I said tonight. 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 It's technically the afternoon. I mean, I do appreciate that it's a weekend and I have less responsibilities, but I've also felt like a piece of shit. So, (laughs) could be going better, but... That's fair. Well, hopefully we can improve the situation some um, over the course of an extensive, in-depth, critical look at uh, a, a video game, um, which is really just the reason we, we keep going, right? It's it's to provide that critical review of video games that people rely on us for. My doctor actually <laughs> pres- prescribed that specifically. It's uh-huh. like, have you thought about taking... Actually, you know what? Just do some video game reviews. Uh huh. They're just—they're just like they're just paging back through your chart, and it's just like, when was the last time you talked about like you had a game-specific episode? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean like a time where I, I I broke down during a game or something like that? Like, no, 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 a podcast episode. <laughs> oh, like where we covered uh, a specific video game versus high-level stuff. Where we're like, I ate oranges today. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, yeah, but we don't do this uh, too often um, anymore because I mean, like, who has time to play video games? Um, but Armored Core came out. Yeah, it's been <laughs> good. <laughs> I've really been digging it. Um, high level. We've been kind of hyped about this for a while. Um, I sent Jake enough videos that he bought it as well. I mean, I was gonna get it. Uh, <laughs> it was... I mean. All right, I I want my commission from FromSoft, but uh-huh. uh, this is a FromSoft title, which is another reason why we were uh, pretty keen on checking it out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, mech stuff's cool. It's true. Not all mech stuff, but mech stuff in general is cool. Mm-hmm. There's not that much of it either. Like no, like uh, what other mech games have we ever covered or even talked about on the podcast? I mean, I've mentioned robot arena uh-huh. at one point which is like an old i don't think it was dos i think it was like an early like windows 95 hmm. type thing on a cd rom uh, where rom is short for romulus hmm. and yeah you basically thing you took stuff into the arena and you start off with like a limited budget and limited parts and then later on in the game i know i've described this before but basically there is a you have a shell, and on the shell you can put different weapons. Mm-hmm. And some of the weapons just exist. Like one is like a ramrod, so that's just on there. So usually I would ram into an enemy with the ramrod. And then behind the ramrod, there were essentially four axes. And mm-hmm. they could like pivot, aka just swing uh, with a key bind. So that would be one. Um, and on the other side, it was mirrored. So regardless okay. of where I was facing, I would pin them into the wall and just hit their machine with axes. <laughs> And if this my axes bots. ever broke, essentially it was battle bots, but like for the yeah. PC, if it ever broke, I would turn around and then just repeat. Gotcha. And that was my winning strategy. Mm-hmm. But they had different ones, like you put spikes on it, armor plates. You could have ones that were more of like a disc and would spin. Um, it wasn't crazy complicated, but again, as a youth on like a PC, it was it was very fun for me to experiment. Uh, different build and try stuff out and then fuck up robots yeah which is what and weirdly armor core 6 
Uh-huh. Similar, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'd say the other the other two that we've mentioned, I've at least said the word Mech Warrior at some point on the on the podcast, and then we did actually have an episode in show on Shogo, which I forgot about until do, do, after do, mentioning. Do. <laughs> yeah, with their with their anime opening. Um, so I'll, I guess I'll... so fucking tempted to not use that for the intro today. <laughs> <laughs> Just like bit crush it or something, so it's slightly different. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, this is Armored Core Six, arguably a different different game than Shogo, which was more of like a direct shooter. It was almost just like a shooter, to be honest. Yeah, it it was an <laughs> FPS scaled where the you had up. like <laughs> you had either like person level missions where you were just like a guy going through, or you had mech missions and you were just like a tall person shaped mech walking through. Yeah, um, but it was always just fun to use big weapons and fuck shit up yeah um but armored core is arguably a different type of game have you ever played an armored core game prior to this one your honor i have not i haven't either um so we're going in clean (laughs) we're uh, untainted by previous armored core experiences unlike body i am pure of will Uh uh-huh um so how would you describe for someone who's like armored core is that like a demon core? Like, what am I learning about today? What kind of game is is Armed Core? Obviously, a mech game, but how would you describe that to somebody who doesn't really know what that means? So, I would describe it as a third person twin stick action game. Hmm. So, third person for anybody who doesn't know just means you're not viewing from the character you're playing as or the mech you're playing as. You're viewing from behind. Um, and twin stick is just you can move around and rotate the camera hmm. uh, which is needed because while you will have the ability to kind of auto lock on to certain enemies uh, based on your proximity to them and based on your loadout uh, you will need to turn to keep certain people in view and especially if you're facing other enemy ACs or armored cores you will need to reposition to find them to target them uh, and to be able to dodge their attacks right mm-hmm yeah, and I I personally haven't seen many mecha anime, which I think Armored Core is. It's not literally an anime, but it could easily be one. It does feel like it's kind of it. It has universe. anime elements. Yeah, um, I would say the speed of the the cores, the ACs, actually like makes me. It's very anime esque when you're like boost dodging to change your momentum super quickly and things like mm-hmm. that. Like it's all things you could draw speed lines behind and it would look it would look fine. Um, but outside of like uh, Code Geass or Altnoa Zero, like I haven't really seen many anime, but I can still tell. Like this is a hundred percent. This is Japan's take on our robot overlord future. Um, I would recommend and generally check out Gundam something at a point. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good or decent, I should say, Gundam shows. <laughs> what a strong recommendation. Well, like, <laughs> I, will, I will get in a vibe of like, oh, I want to watch a mecha anime that mm-hmm. isn't like one of the ones I've binge watched so many times like Code Geass. Um, and I look back and I'm like, look at these Gundam. Oh, a lot of these look more anime anime. With parentheses, there is some Gundam in here versus right. yeah. it's Gundam. Yeah. Like, I like That's more fair. so of the political um, back and forth and like the war aspect mm-hmm. of it versus the here's the interpersonal relationship of person with this hair color and person with this hair color. I'm like, eh, I'm all right on that. Right. Yeah. But I think Armored Core does a good job by having a lot of back lore baked in oh yeah Mm -hmm. and everything feels like it has some weight to it and i always have so many questions about what's going on yes Uh, so i became immediately kind of immersed in that so like oh this is cool what's going on here i would definitely say that the theming even from like the main menu is like it's very clear this is not it is not slice of life anything it is Mm -hmm. not high school drama anything this is much more like um, post-war mercenaries, corporations fighting each other. 
um, and you're just a cog in the machine or a mech <laughs> in the in the machine. You're a dog in the machine. Yes, you're a pilot in a in a in a Gundam. Um, but it's not like it's it's not very much like all of these these character. It's not a character driven story. I think at least to the extent that I've gotten. So I haven't I haven't completed the game as a precursor. Um, I got to a very difficult boss and <laughs> I started taking a break, but I do intend to go back to it. Dave significantly further ahead of, ahead compared to me. I have beaten the game fully outside of S ranking every single mission, yeah. which I do so. not think will happen because the last combat encounter I did for like the last mission took me, I don't even know how many tries, but it was spaced <laughs> out over several days. And yeah, the fact that I won crazy. was like, it felt like mere luck at the end. I'm like, we're taking it. That counts. That counts. Uh-huh. All right. We take those. I um, actually had, just a brief aside, mm-hmm. one of those attempts, I had beaten the boss, but I had also died at the same time. I'm like, Dark Souls, give me my 50,000 souls. Tell me enemy uh-huh. defeated. And yeah. it's like, do you want to restart the mission? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Because I felt so close. <laughs> I saw someone do that with... um. Uh, I don't know if it was in PvP or not. It might have been like an arena fight or something. But um, it's is it called a pile driver or it's like a pile dozer or something like that? It's there, the there's uh, a pile driver, yeah. Yeah, it's like a very very strong melee weapon. We can talk about the weapons and how they're attached and things like that. But um, they basically like traded finishing blows and both mechs blew up at the same time and in this game you get you get mission failed if if that happens you don't get to die in the post uh before the credits roll basically Mm -hmm. on the mission and consider it a win Um, or in dark souls they'll give it to you you'll just respawn and go pick everything up oh question for you Mm -hmm. because this is from soft and everybody was speculating early on and even though they said multiple times, how much Dark Souls personality or FromSoft stuff were you expecting to see in Armored Core 6 hmm. versus what was actually there? I guess maybe I expected... Maybe I, was, I wasn't I was to the extent of, like, you're going to be rolling <laughs> through a bunch of sword attacks and things like that. Like, it seemed like some people were really expecting Dark Souls. But I thought there was going to be a little bit more and truth be told, I don't see anything. Um, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe you disagree with it. But I don't really see anything of Dark Souls in Armored Core at all. What? I wish um, I could find the list that I had written out. It's probably on some Word document randomly. I mean, like maybe then... references. I, oh, I, I'm I not familiar it, with them. But do you, th- you think gameplay-wise there was takeaways as well? I would say not really gameplay wise. Um, I think there are more things that I was looking for that I could point to and say like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Dark Souls in this way. Okay. Mm -hmm. But not from directly gameplay. Um, I guess the only possible difference or possible contradiction, what I'm saying, that would be a good example is needing to change up how you approach certain encounters. Right. Because early on in Dark Souls, you're like, oh, there's a big boss. I'm trying to, you know, move around, spank him in the ass. Now, to be fair, mm-hmm. if you have a build, you're usually pretty invested in that. And you can't switch around too much, but you might try out some different weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, sim- similarly, in Armored Core 6, there were definitely times where I was like, this is beating my ass. Where am I struggling? Am I getting hit too much? Do I need to try and be quicker to dodge more to also evade getting hits or just be beefier? Or do I need to try different weapons that track better or something else like that. So I did find myself kind of changing up my builds to approach the situation from time to time. Right. Yeah, I think I would almost I would almost hard disagree. We'll we'll start with a strong disagree. Just because like in Dark Souls, for the same reason you mentioned, like all builds have to work and you can't assume that someone has the resources or wherewithal to like respec. So if someone shows up in Elden Ring, for instance, with like rivers of blood that's going to be completely viable in a fight. If they're using a magic build, it's got to be completely viable in a fight. Some fights are easier one way or the other. But, like, on the other hand, um, uh, Armored Core lets you sell all of your weapons 
at 100% market value and then just buy whatever other weapons you want to equip, yes. which is, I almost dislike that mechanic because I would rather them kind of encourage people to try to get all of the gear. Um, but it's fine. It's more accommodating. Um, and then they use that as justification to be like, you are bringing rock to a scissor fight, <laughs> right? Like, mm. uh, unless you are really freaking good at the game, you're not getting through this with those weapons you just brought. Um, yeah, rock traditionally doesn't beat scissors, you're right. No, exactly. Um, scissors to a rock fight. There, <laughs> there you <is>. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, like some of the encounters I started to run into, I was like looking them up and people were, there was a lot of shared sentiment. There's a lot of salty people also <laughs> as the game gets harder, I will say. Um, but if you were like me and you're just like, I like these weapons, I'm going to keep using them. The game will get to a point where um, that doesn't work so well, unless you're, you're literally one of the best players. And instead you probably need to find something that suits the situation. Yeah, I think technically you probably could do anything with any build, but with the build you kind of find yourself falling into, you also kind of develop a play style. Yeah. Like for a very mm -hmm. long time. Because as I went through the first boss of like chapter one, which it, Balteus, it was in mm -hmm. trailers and stuff, and I'm sure many YouTube videos, um, somebody suggested using like a heavier body. Like you got to be a beefy. He's like, oh, okay. And mm. so I found myself using tank treads and then just missiles on every orifice possible. And mm. I eventually got it. And I was like, oh, this seems to be working. Now, to be fair, my inefficiency through the roof. Um, mm. There's so many times I would miss with tracking missiles and whatnot, but I felt cool. And I named it Salvo. And Salvo mm. brought me through so much content. Um, but now, like, after I've kind of beaten everything, I'm going back, replaying some levels. I have a different build entirely that mm. I think works better. It allows me to be more mobile because I also know how the game plays a little more. Right. So I also like the ability to, you know, move. And tank is so fucking unruly. Yes. We should talk about that. Let's let, let's talk about the, the core customization because we've alluded to it but haven't okay. really described that process. So what are the, the sections you can customize in your... Uh, on your, your AC. So you have left arm and right arm loadout, and these will be weapons. On your left arm, though, you can have kind of one-off things, such as that's where your melee weapon would be, or if you have a shield or something, which hmm. I've never seen used, um, <laughs> at least by me. Yeah. Uh, you then have shoulder weapons, uh, and those are usually going to be more heavy-hitting options mm -hmm. but they also really are diverse um, and usually your weapon types range between kinetic so something to be more bullets whether it be machine gun shotgun assault rifle um, your explosive types which are like grenade launchers rocket launchers missiles or energy weapons mm -hmm. which are like plasma etc um, like plasma and, and laser I think yeah. mostly is the split yeah and those are all fine Laser and plasma stuff usually works off of like a cooldown system. Mm -hmm. So you can fire as fast as you want, but then once you reach that cooldown threshold, it kind of overheats. Um, and then you have your body pieces, your headpiece, your arms, your chest, and your legs. Um, and that will kind of determine how much defense or health you're going to have, how much resistance you'll have before you get kind of stun broken mm -hmm. or uh, posture broken. Uh, how fast you can move, and how much you can carry. So the carry part is important because if you want to carry like some big ass fucking heavy weapons or yeah. something that requires like, oh, this is a triple laser cannon, it's like, well, that costs a lot of energy. So that's where your armor pieces come in and your reactor will also mm -hmm. be a factor for that for how much energy you have to utilize. Um, so you always have to be within the threshold for your pieces and then you have a FCS, I think it's called, and that's used for your tracking, for if you're better at tracking short, medium, or long ranges. And then you also have a booster. Right. So mm -hmm. maybe you can dash up quicker. Maybe you can just fly faster in general. 
or maybe you're better at quick boosting. And also, something I found out from YouTube is, um, let's say you have a lot of wasted potential as far as, oh, I have, I can have all the weight in the world, but I'm mm. only using half of it. Basically, you will be paid out in um, something else restoring more quickly, or you being able to move quicker because you're not utilizing everything. Right. Same yeah. with energy. If you can do all the energy in the world, you're only using half of it, it's going to allow you to recharge your energy weapons faster. So there is always a trade-off with those things. Right. End rant. I think I've hit all the points. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That was a really good summary. Yeah, I think the recap I would basically, as I was, as I perceived it, is like you've got trade-offs between like power and mobility and health and mobility. And um, it's it's not always explicitly that. Like there mm -hmm. are some very lethal fast freaking acs out there um and absolutely they'll tear you apart even if you're in some giant tank with uh, the biggest weapons in the game but like um they have to be piloted really well mm -hmm. kind of For by sure. comparison i i was dave mentioned the the first boss uh, uh balteus and i was having a heck of a time <laughs> trying to beat that boss on my bipedal uh, bipedal build uh, with like plasma and stuff like that and tried a couple things and gave up that night and I came back the next day with a tank and I think I got it on the second try <laughs> it was just like ridiculously I didn't learn <laughs> yeah uh, basically just... I was carried by the build <laughs> um, and that can happen in armored core uh, and then later the fights are just so difficult that you can no longer just be carried by the build. You have to have a build that's compatible with beating the boss as well as the ability to pilot it. Yes. Um, I will say once I got further into the game, um, I developed my Gawain loadout, which is where it is actually my background currently because I took a mm -hmm. screenshot uh, using the in-game camera thing. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's very black with gold and like some red highlights looks badass it's double it shotguns double songbirds and it's mm -hmm. bipedal which is two legs for anybody who's curious mm -hmm. um and that has been usually where i'll run through 99 percent of stuff i'm going back to replay outside of a couple specific missions to yeah. where i needed to make a very specific build to accommodate that mission or encounter um like I was struggling so much at this uh, last encounter that I tried so many variations of Gawain of like, what if I tried these two weapons? What if I changed mm. this? And it was just multiple attempts and like me trying to change variables to see if anything made more sense. Yeah. And it was a struggle and frustrating, but at the same time, it felt good to find things that worked and then find things that didn't, which is yeah. why like I've never found much success for me with lasers. So I don't really have any builds that use lasers. I mm -hmm. like them very much. Um, they look very cool, but that just never became my thing. What did you find yourself gravitating towards? Mostly lasers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> I think until... until there, I'm at a very tough boss here, and I took a break because I'm playing some other games, but until that boss, I pretty much was uh, going by with um, Plasma, on my left and right arms, which was a very early game unlock. Um, and then lasers on the uh, the linear laser rifles on the left and right shoulders for a little bit of extra range. And I, I, I did vary it up a little bit with some shotguns on the arms and um, lasers <laughs> and left and right shoulders. Um, and eventually I, I tried out some other things like with song, songbirds and more traditional shotguns. But there's just we haven't talked about weapon variety outside of like the types, but there's just a ridiculous number of weapons in the game. And thankfully they have yeah. this nice little feature where you can just press um, uh, a key to see like a preview, even before you buy the weapon of like how it'll fire. And if mm -hmm. it has like an overcharge mode, um, what that effect will be. That's huge. Without that, I, it would be such an absolute pain. Um, and it's so nice. Can... You can buy and resell things. Yes. But mm -hmm. still having that option ahead of time. Because there's some things I'm like, I eventually wanted to buy all the pieces um, mm -hmm. regardless. But when I was going through, I'm like, I need to find something new that works. I would find, like, so watch the video and be like, I don't know. Right. I, would, I would hold off on that. 
Yeah, and I did the same. Um, it reduced the inertia a little bit to making a new purchase because I'd look at a weapon and be like, oh, that looks cool. Or I could see that being useful in this situation. Maybe that's good against like a fast, light AC um, or like a big AC you could punish with just like a bunch of firepower or something. Um, but I mean, part of the brilliance of the game honestly i gotta give him credit for it. it's obnoxious it's obnoxious if you're playing it and you run against a brick wall of a boss but uh those moments are the ones that force you to learn about the other weapons because without that i would still be using plasma and laser for every every enemy because i got comfortable with it i got pretty reasonably good at it i thought as far as like when to overcharge it for like the aoe big burst of plasma just to like cover mm-hmm. the battlefield but there's some bosses who just do not care, <laughs> and you 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 just cannot hit them uh, with those kinds of attacks. Um, and so that those are the moments; those are the learning moments where you learn about like the depths of the building. Um, you ha- are forced out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that was fun. I liked. Mm-hmm. Anytime I encountered a boss, it was like, oh, it's going to be a puzzle of my own skill, and then learning their attack patterns. And how I'm going to deal with that with this loadout of weapons. Because mm-hmm. there's sometimes like, oh, the boss likes to stay very, or I want to stay very far away from the boss. So I'm like, all right, shotguns are a no-go. Um, again, that's why I was running salvo so much of just, let me just spam missiles and hope they can right. hit. Um, and I will run around like a coward <laughs> until they stop uh-huh. moving. <laughs> You're just like the AC-130 above, basically. Yes. Maintaining <laughs> maximum distance. You're like, enough damage is going to get through. Well, one thing that's fun for anybody who is like, I don't know if I like a bipedal and tank seems too heavy. Don't worry. There's quadruped. Uh, And with quadruped, you can actually hover. So you jump, you tap, jump again, your legs just kind of sprawl out and you just kind of glide and you can move around and it doesn't use that much uh, stamina. Um, The downside is though, you're not moving quickly. So you are Mm -hmm. kind of a stationary target. Yeah. It has it has really big advantages because so many of these weapons are like they're going to be good against certain types of enemies. Mm-hmm. And if that weapon required, say, like uh, a rocket launcher, traditionally in a shooter, um, is you're going to do damage with like splash, splash damage or something like that, right? Um, that's still the case here. You know, you can hit the ground and still do good damage to them. But if you completely miss and the opponent is flying in the air, there's not going to be splash damage. Someone in another district is going to pay for the cost for this <laughs> miss, um, but not the guy that you're shooting at. And uh, so there there really is this kind of like a rock, paper, scissors um, to how the different uh, ACs will engage with each other that are really informed by the build too, which is awesome. Yeah. I will say that remember light... ACs specifically fucking me up so much mm-hmm. when I had like a, a slower build that you had to target. Yeah. The game has this um, mechanic uh, called like uh, Arena, which develops through the course of the um, the campaign. You unlock like um, basically they're one-on-one fights against uh, AI opponents and they get more difficult as it goes on and you're fighting simulations of um other NPCs and people and well NPCs in uh in the universe and it really is the other mechanic I think that shows off some of those weapons did you have any like arena fights or arena um, particular loadouts you went up against that kind of demonstrated to you their potential Uh, I think I really only struggled with one because again Mm -hmm spamming missiles work for so many things um also i love the arena thing where they kind of like show the loadout and they kind of do this slow pan and they're like this is so and so their mechs named this and like oh hell yeah and then it pops off um but the one that really made me struggle and i think it was because of how mobile they were tough and then they had like some heavy hitting stuff was Mm -hmm. father dolmayan okay Mm -hmm. i think he's near the end of that um but i was i went in i'm like let's go and i was like uh-huh. oh we gotta we gotta do something new because i was just getting yeah. wrecked yeah i can't remember if this is the exact one if this is the same one you mentioned but the, there's a very fast one with shotguns or a hmm. shotgun and like a sword or something and i 
it has so much less health than me. But one of the you you have like a certain number of heals normally uh, through the course of a normal mission. But in arenas, it's just your health bar versus their health bar. Yep. Dark Souls has had this whole like, can you heal? Can you not heal? Can you inhibit someone's healing balance thing across the entire series in Elden Ring? Um, is there dual etiquette for using your healing stuff like that? For Armored Core, they're just like, no heals. <laughs> We've solved it, guys. <laughs> it took us. It took us this whole time, but we figured it out. It just does not exist. We remove the mechanic. Um, so it's just. Uh, straight up honorable or dishonorable combat, but no healing. And so if you go in with like a heavy mech or a heavy AC, heavy, heavy parts, like you have the health advantage. But I don't know if it was Father Dolmayan or not. He will tear you apart, just like strafing around you with a shotgun, bursting yes. in. Oh, you got staggered or something? You're going to take a ton of damage when he comes in with a sword or like the pile driver. It's just, it's disgusting, and it's a showcase of the other viable ways to play the game. Yes, I didn't ever use that much melee, um, but, like, I I was always punished by melee. Uh-huh. Because like, I wouldn't be able to dodge around in my slow mech too much, and then, oh, oh, my health, oh, I'm staggered, oh, they're coming in, oh, shit, and then you just see, yeah. like, your health bar get massively chunked, I'm like, this is, this is awful, but... Arena is actually also really good because Arena wins get you OS chips. True. And OS chips is your only form of passive progression in the game. So you can unlock uh, certain weapon types dealing more damage, um, your health kits throughout missions, healing for more, maybe some damage Mm -hmm. resistance, maybe some other alternate stuff for loadouts. Um, But that's a really another fun way to customize. Mm -hmm. Um the only downside with the OS chips is there's not a good way to have an OS chip loadout. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want to switch to trying lasers here. Oh, but all my stuff's in missiles. Okay, I guess I'll have to respect the whole thing. Yeah. So doing that takes a little bit of time, but it also will cost you money. Mm-hmm. Not an insane amount of money. You can do a mission and afford it, but it was a, a bit of a pain point. Cost. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a convenience cost. Yeah. I, uh, that's that's something I, I hope they change because um, it's just there's no reason the the cost is so low that it's just inconvenient I would rather have a cost to switch builds and attach the OS builds the OS chip builds to the mm-hmm. builds themselves and then just bake it into the respec just do it automatically wouldn't even matter um, psychologically it sucks to cost money to sw- switch builds a little bit doesn't care like i don't care i would still pay the the cost is so low um the convenience would be worth it they also give you uh the os chips give you the um the active abilities did you use any of those yes oh my god yes yeah there's one specifically that's i think it's called like pulse shield Mm -hmm. Uh, basically it has an animation because oh boy howdy has that animation been punished and i've died while trying to use it it's only like a second and a half, but you put the shield around you and they have to hit through the shield to then get to you. So you're not taking direct health damage. So just that as a form of damage mitigation, I found so useful later on. Because mm-hmm. um, also it will reset any stagger bar you have. So maybe That's you're great. at 80% stagger, you see them coming in, you're like, oh, they're going to break my stagger, hit me for a lot of damage, well, I can't do anything. And you're like, shield, please. Yeah. And it's really nice for that. And we mentioned the the stagger system a little bit, um, but it's uh, it's not really the same as like Sekiro um, or FromSoft's previous games, but kind of kind of similar. So like I guess in Dark Souls, if you got staggered, if you had your your stance broken, like they could crit you, stab through you, or something like that. The same thing as if they had uh, parried you, um, generally. And in Sekiro, getting your stature. Uh, status completely broken um would allow people to do like special moves against you or you could do like death blows against enemies um and in this one you take direct hit damage if you're staggered and different weapons deal like different bonus direct hit damage usually Mm -hmm. the melee ones just they're generally okay if you hit someone with it but you don't really want to but if someone is staggered if their stature is broken if if they're recoiling 
and you go in with like a pile driver or something else that's just gonna like rip into their mech and then detonate or heaven forbid a chainsaw um they die generally and that still apparently works for the most part against bosses so some of the strategies i saw were Mm -hmm. like for for uh normal ac type bosses if you can stagger them and then go in with like a pile driver they die or most of their health goes away um which is i forgot to say that like all weapons have uh two damage values one is for Mm -hmm. attack which is kind of for direct health the other one is for impact how much damage they'll deal against the stagger bar so i think traditionally um more kinetic stuff like bullets don't have as much on the impact side though they can again mm-hmm. shotguns mwah, love me some zimmermans um uh-huh. people say that's the meta is, right now <laughs> it's so good um i think energy stuff is traditionally more impact less direct damage yeah mm-hmm. there was actually you mentioned that you mentioned the zimmermans i saw an article that was specifically around a build someone was taking into pvp that was just to counter Zimmerman spam because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very popular right now because they're just fast fire. Well, not fast firing, but uh, fast projectile, like medium range shotguns um, with a cost being they take a little bit to reload um, like time wise, but they just do really good damage, like really good damage. If you get someone staggered, they're going to have a bad time. Um, but the build that was against this was like, it was like a chainsaw and a bazooka and some other stuff. Uh, but basically the idea was like um, at the, the the distance that they want to engage, you just close a little bit more and you tear them to pieces. <laughs> like, um, and if they try to like stay outside of that range, then they're no longer effective with uh, the Zimmerman shotguns. So they're going to have a bad time too. And then just lose against every other matchup. <laughs> it's just it's just good against just that. for Zimmermans. Just for Zimmermans, which is very funny. But that kind of I think espouses the the depth of some of these matchups, right? Where it's just the gear that you bring in is so important, both in PVE and PvP. Yes. That's why it's good to have multiple loadouts. Mm-hmm. Um one thing specifically that I thought was really cool, because I was I really waited till beating the game content before i watched too many videos i'm like i don't want to be spoiled on anything mm-hmm. um but i saw some stuff like oh hey here's some cool builds I'm like that build does seem cool youtube video how would i make that and they had like a screenshot of like here's the build and i was like thinking about like oh maybe i can go through find these pieces but you can actually upload builds which mm-hmm. is really awesome so somebody had like this insanely fast thing with like a laser knife I'm like oh i want to try that out so i literally put in the code downloaded their build and then use that in a mission. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So I could send Jake, like, here's my Gawain mech. Fuck around. Um, and uh-huh. he'd be like, maybe that's really cool. Maybe I'll try that for something. Or he could do the same to me. Mm-hmm. And also there's, we didn't even touch on this, but there's a decal customization. True. Yeah. Like you can do color loadouts for your pieces. Um, For like every single piece, you can do a different color layouts. And you can also make decals which they have a lot of different templates and kind of like a pixel editor to do parts of it. But I've seen people go into great lengths and they'll have YouTube videos of like, oh, I recreated the Lancelot from Code Geass. Uh-huh. And I'm really tempted I to like Pepsi, download man. some of those. <laughs> Pepsi, like uh, somebody did Mouthful Kirby. Um, <laughs> like people have done so many cool things with it. It's just really cool that that can be shared. Similar mm. to what Animal Crossing did with uh, t-shirt designs. It's cool that somebody else can put in that effort and you can appreciate it directly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm. So I'm I not definitely want to check more creative, of that out at a point. But I'll steal it and I'll just yes. put it on, um, on my <laughs> So the fact that you can share it is very nice. I know you had uh, an Elden Ring symbol, I think, on yours, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put that on like my shoulders and chest and stuff. I really liked it. Yeah. Um It's it's pretty great. The customization is is honestly honestly very excellent. And normally, as far as, like, copying codes to share builds and things like that, I think about that in completely different types of games. Like, um, what other games have I seen that? Sometimes for, like, a um, something closer to, like, an MMO or, like, a live service game or something like that, maybe then you, you copy build codes 
and uh, share those out. I know I, my brain is just circling the drain of a specific example, but I can't think of one in the moment. Uh, but I've, I've seen that and, and done that in other games. But this game is mostly... I mean, people are going to do a lot with the PvP. I won't as much. Um, but for me, I think, and a lot of people that play it, it's mostly going to be single player. So it's kind of like a bonus feature for me. Something I wouldn't expect yes, for sure. in a mostly single player game. So that's awesome. I also appreciated having something single player without any other interactable components. Mm-hmm. Like there is an online arena where you can play against other people, as Jake was uh, mentioning. Um, I tried that exactly once. And I'm like, eh, I'm okay. Because uh, <laughs> people are going to get. Really, I'm not actually okay. Really I'm actually very good. bad. Um, <laughs> but as far as like the gameplay itself, um, without going into spoilery specifics, um, mm-hmm. it talks about like maybe a boss or something. For what you've played so far, have you had like a favorite mission encounter or boss fight? Um, definitely. I, I guess it's it's harder for me to pick out a specific boss as being like this is the one I absolutely love because for me, like the difficulty is such a, a factor. Like, um, I, that seems weird. That seems weird to correlate, right? But like when difficulty is not a factor, I'm kind of like moving forward from the game and appreciate or moving forward through the game and appreciating aesthetics and. Uh, the gameplay and all of that stuff. And if I run into a wall, okay, that's immersion breaking for me. It's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I need to get out of the game. I got to like strategize. I got to do all this stuff yeah, you have to come back and to treat it. it. Yeah. Like treat it like a, a try hard type thing rather than I'm paying attention to the lore, the NPCs, things like that. So there are, there are really cool areas. I will say the setting of um, Rubicon, which is the planet, uh, where this is all taking place is is quite cool um and it's it's I, mainly snow that's why it's <laughs> well not, yeah not all of it though um and uh i like this whole uh ruined industrial setting they have without making it feel uh entirely gray and drab like some areas are but it's actually it's pretty diverse you, you'll see some really cool stuff uh, through the course of the campaign. And I think that's, this is kind of a cop-out answer because I couldn't think of a, a specific boss or encounter that I wanted to call out as being super awesome. But the aesthetics of the game and those bosses and how it all plays together is really, really cool to me. Um, and very varied. <laughs> uh if I had to, if I had to pick a, if I was a gun, if there was plasma gun to my head, had to pick a boss. I think like Balteus is still, it's still up there as mm-hmm. honestly one of the most shocking. I am so screwed moments. Um, so that one burned in a bit. I do like Balteus. I also like how many cool things they put early too, mm-hmm. like. The, the walker level, the strider. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, mm-hmm. like, you have to... You're in the middle of a desert. You see a giant walking mech in the distance. You're like, what's that? You're going over there. You're like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. And then it starts firing a giant laser at you. You have to climb it and, like, attack it. Yes. That all felt very cool. And it's not even that long of a mission. No, yeah. But it feels cool. <laughs> it can be longer if you're struggling. But, yeah, yeah and... <laughs> Checkpoints help. I just like how much verticality they had. Uh, in some of the levels, and how much detail they have in some stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, the levels are pretty linear. There's not, like, a whole wide swath you can fuck off to, but mm-hmm. it still feels pretty big. And if you go around and explore, like, you will find things. Yes. Like, there are hidden chests throughout the game. It's not like there's a billion things, like, hidden fog walls and stuff like that. But if you mm-hmm. do explore around a little bit, you will find stuff, which felt nice as well. Some of them are not even that hidden. Yeah, they have they do the kind of traditional video game thing of certain things you're probably going to see and just be a little bit off the beaten path. You'll likely encounter them and then other things you kind of have to dig for. Yeah, I'm personally if I had to lay a gripe against the game, it's very minor, but I'm less a fan of that. I don't want to like explore some of the areas to, to be contrary for a second. Some of the areas are a lot more open 
with the ability to explore and I actually don't care for that <laughs> so much I I don't it's not bad and it's more complexity for the game so it's like why would I even take this stance I think it's just because um I don't like needing to go out looking for stuff and kind of like a prop hunt style looking for secrets or is this a dead end or did they put a chest at the end of it that's not my favorite type of gameplay much anymore um and certain levels kind of they do a little bit more of that but most of the game doesn't it's mostly linear with a couple side streets and things you can check but some giant uh <laughs> giant old world uh rusted constructions and things like that uh take a lot longer to explore especially if you're in a tank yeah <laughs> don't I do it tell another tank. story there was a there was a mission around mid game where i was like oh i have to do something and then i had to do something that was i did a combat encounter that was timed i need to like escape a thing and then after that encounter, you had just had to leave. And I had yeah. enough time, I thought, but I needed to ascend. And mm-hmm. when you pick tank legs, they're like, hey, you get default booster. You don't get to yes. pick anything. You don't get to and pick. And your, your height jump, uh, it, it sucks balls. It's and I literally <laughs> could not complete it within the time and actually get out. So I needed to switch to having legs and wow. relearning the, the fight with legs. So that I could yeah. actually beat the level. I felt so dumb. I do think as a minor improvement, and I'm, I'm just kind of nitpicking at this point, it would be nice if like as, because you get these really awesome briefings. Um, I actually love the briefings. Um, so there are some games where it's like, put down your controller for this part and just listen where I'm like, eh. And there's other games where like as a happy, contented little child, knowing that they're very close to dessert, I like set my controller down and I'm like having a good time, mm-hmm. you know with whatever this cutscene is and like the briefings i love like the characters are very um in universe consistent and cool and sometimes they're stereotypes but it's awesome uh but i would love if they could also just inject a this area is largely vertical um consider a recommended outfit style right where it's like uh, we anticipate mobility will be necessary for this mission and just throw it out as a recommendation let people completely neglect it mm-hmm. but just kind of like okay yeah I'll I'll take out the, the C, C squad for this or something like that right I could see that being a benefit yeah very minor the game's willing to let you make mistakes though you can yes, literally 100% there is a there's this there's a set piece not a set piece boss it's a true boss which is very cool, and uh, they do the the older Dark Souls thing, and plus other games have done it, of here's your key item, or weapon in this case, you should bring yep. against this boss. Oh, by the way, but that's you another don't correlation to, to Dark Souls. <laughs> you yes, will fail without true. it, though. <laughs> that's true. Um, you can apparently complete that mission without that weapon, the one I'm talking about, I'm not going to spoil really? it, but it takes forever because there's only like one specific part of the boss that you can do chip damage against if you do not have that weapon. Oh dear god. Expect all of your allies to pair. <laughs> this this changes your le- he did a uh, a punch only strat to see mm. how far he could get with just punching. And he kind of conceded like hey, you have to use this specific item here, but then mm. all of his actual damage would be through punching. Um, gotcha. So that might cool that- to see how far he could get that boss might actually still be impossible to just punch because I think the area where it's vulnerable, you will take more damage than you deal yeah. if you were to just try to punch it. But but I really do love all of the characters. Um, some of them are tropey, but not in a bad way. They are just very distinct. Like Handler Walter, very cool voice. Yeah. Um, I like Cinder Carla. Mm-hmm. I like Air Rubiconian. Um... Yeah, I. Everybody is just so cool, who you get to interact with. Really love all of the voice acting. I can't say too much more about how some of the story stuff goes. Um, uh huh. I mean, you can talk. We could talk. Give the 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 background for the the intro because I think the trail the teasers and trailers largely did as well. Yeah, you right. you are basically 
a mercenary who gets sent to Rubicon. Uh, so the first mission is first a mission is you finding a license to say like yes I am an actual mercenary who has business to be here. Uh-huh. Uh, and then once you do that, you kind of are working with various corporations as a mercenary. You're kind of playing all sides a little bit. Yeah, um, literally. Yeah. Uh, as you get further into exploring Rubicon, because the corporations want to use um, the coral resource on Rubicon and find more out about it for their own reasons. The Rubicon Liberation Front wants people to get the fuck off their planet and do stop religious fucking it jobs. Um, etc etc but it's just really fun kind of hearing more about the story and then i don't think it's a spoiler to say but you do kind of get uh, a choice in the game so the choices are just an alternate version of the mission that won't actually change things there is a point later we have to make a decision which is very which ending do you want to go down Uh um so there are at least two uh, playthroughs you can do to kind of explore both of those um, and then that will open up uh, a third one you can go through with which with even different things um, mm-hmm. and I really do enjoy the paths it goes down I enjoyed um, all of the endings it was so fucking cool um, I kind of want to go back either on replay missions to see if I can do that again less shittily <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. or just do like another playthrough to point. We're just having more experience now, but again, a lot of that is just from like great characterization and making it interesting, and the mission mission briefings getting you hyped, but not burning too much of your time. Yeah. Hey, you gotta go here and fuck up some guys because the Archibus group told you to, and you're like, uh-huh. thumbs up, let's do it. Subsidiary then, of Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another thing I like too is when you start out a mission, it's like, all right, let's go. Because the whole time, like, you are in your hangar. You see your mech mm-hmm. in the background. The briefing overlay comes up. It's like, okay, that sounds good. Let's do that one. And then, like, they pick up your mech, turn it, and mm-hmm. start, like, getting it ready to, like, be deployed. Yeah. And they might do some additional dialogue of, like, get ready, 621. And you're like, yeah. yeah. It's good for, um, it's really good for pacing. I think. They, they they either did focus testing here or they're just they've done this long enough that they learned but i think that if the game were more missions to missions just like combat encounters it would it's fast enough it's fast paced enough that i think it would be more stressful and it would probably wear people down you'd need to take a break but you have this like refractory or like cooldown period between uh, missions where it's just like all right it's all like backpats and like you know taking it easy you know like you get the feeling that you, your pilot's resting up between them and then you also get to rest a little bit <laughs> your yeah. eyes eyes and nerves and muscles can recover and typically um, after a mission too you're like oh i got some money oh what can i buy and exactly. you go to the shop and look at different parts you want to try out mm-hmm. so it's like it's not all high octane all the time um Unless you're just like farming out a mission, but uh, I think that helps. I think that honestly helps the pacing because sometimes games struggle with uh, how do we have highs and lows and balance them out in such a way that we're not fatiguing our players or making it boring. Yeah, for and sure. Armored Core lands the balance. Do you want to hear um, my list of Dark Souls comparisons? Sure. I don't think these are spoilery. Okay. Uh, but some things that I found or projected a little bit is uh, there's an unfolding mystery. Like you're okay. kind of drip fed information as you go. Right. Um, there is a fog level, which I think is the closest we're going to get to a swamp. Okay. Yeah. There is a gimmick boss. True. Mm-hmm. There are hidden chests. That's true, yeah. There are what I'm going to call Elden Ring jump pads. Yes, yeah. That's fair, actually. There is a lady talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of these... I was going to say, a lot of these I'm giving you, like, half credit for because they're just video game concepts in general. I was going to say, if there was a mimic chest, that would be full credit 100%. That would be more so. Yeah. Well, there um, is a... I don't want to say it, but there is uh-huh. a specific enemy type 
that did show up in this game where I'm like, that's 100% Dark Souls. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know the one you're thinking of, I think. Um, and 100%, that's a, that's a Dark Souls reference. Um, that's a Dark Souls reference. Leonardo DiCaprio again pointing mm-hmm. at the screen. Um, yeah, there might be some association with Dark Souls. That's, that's fair to say. Um, but it's a lot looser than I'm sure a lot of people expected. Yeah, uh, like sure. the 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 counterpoint, I guess, to all of this is like the dodge equivalent. So the most, unless people play Dark Souls or really track it, they might kind of not be completely familiar with what is the most Dark Souls thing about Dark Souls, right? And maybe you think about the difficulty, right? That's a fair incorrect but fair guess you know maybe it's the difficulty um maybe it's the armored humanoid bosses things like that yeah you know good guess whatever not correct but good guess um it's iframes iframes on dodges on rolls specifically that is the core heart essence of dark souls in my opinion it is the most common thing it's the reason people have problems with two um that's that is the core of Dark Souls. As long as you have iframes, you're a Souls like. Hot take. Um, but Armored Core Six does not have invulnerability frames when you boost dodge, and it's so hard to accommodate until you get used to it in the game because you're like, but I did the dodge, and I yes. did died. <laughs> like what? What? Why? Why this? <laughs> Yeah, um, there are a lot of times where, like, it's just it's useful to reposition for some stuff, and yeah, having that wealth of experience of playing Souls games, you're like, well, this will make me not take damage. It's like nah, yes. it'll mitigate maybe some damage. Yeah, because uh-huh. there are things yeah. that will just you cannot dodge and it will just chip at you, specifically at the fight you're at. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, yep. I'm sure you fell at the fight you're at. There are some moves that track a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like dodge will save me and dodge will not save you <laughs> no it's it will just help. you going fast <laughs> yes that's all it is but I will say and- like for that one loadout I stole of like the super lightweight mech with the laser dagger they can dodge like 18 times it's something it's insane. pretty crazy yeah. and like rapidly after each other whereas I do like a dodge it's like one Mississippi two Mississippi mm-hmm. oh I can dodge again yeah, some of the, the lightest mechs with the most dodges, you might as well be short-range teleporting for the yes. amount that you can dodge. Um, other frames cannot really emulate that as much, but uh, it, for the for the Dark Souls comparison, it's the dark wood grain ring of uh, <laughs> the loadouts uh, with, uh, you know, I guess low, low equipment load. <laughs> Is that the one that allows you to do like the, the? Oh my God, somersault! The uh... why am I not thinking oh. of the word? Cartwheel. Um, I can't. I don't know. I don't think I did that in ring? one. It's, it's. I think. I think. Yeah, that's the ninja. The ninja ring. The one you're thinking of. I can't remember the name okay. of the one you're you're talking about. But Darkwood Grain, at least in Dark Souls One, made you invisible when you dodged. You would like ah. fade out, and then I think it gave you more frames. Um, the, the shadow set. Effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty good. But, uh, yeah. No, Armored Core, in retrospect, it's good enough. I'm going to I'm gonna go back and finish it. Um, it is 100%. It's not just on the list. It's a game that I will actually play and complete um, at, I don't, I, well, I, I skill willing, I'll complete it. <laughs> it does get very difficult. I'll say that. Um, I I think you will be able to beat the game. No. Well, I appreciate the vote, vote of confidence. Um, I can't recommend it to everyone because of that, I guess, though. There is no easy mode. There is no way to say, hey, <laughs> the game's not going to be like, you're struggling a lot with this boss. Do you want to skip them? Do you want more health? Do you, is there a, a cheat code? Yeah, and you don't have a way to really grind up, oh, I'm stronger now. Like, yeah. once you've done your level of, I have access to these missions in the arena, here are the mm-hmm. OS chips I can get for upgrading some stuff, that's it. You're done. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you just sell your gear and buy whatever gear would be most applicable for that boss. So it's like, yeah, there's you can't grind to be stronger to fight a boss. That's not really a thing here. But I'm glad that you can't also because it means that the parameters for each boss are very intentional, right? There's no such thing as getting to the boss and being underleveled or overleveled or whatever. They intended them to be this tough. So Yeah. I think they did a good job of... I mean, I'm still riding high. I really liked everything they did. Sure, mm. there's some maybe minor things that I would change, like the OS having a loadout. Um, mm. But again, for me not having any Armor Core experience, I just really loved this so much. Yeah. It was very fun. Like the characters, like the story, like the moment-to-moment gameplay, how missions were not overbearing, but still mm-hmm. challenging. And they also felt like they had a good diversity. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the Vadi video videos uh, when mm-hmm. they come out. As far as like, here's the lore of what this meant. I'm like, good, because I missed half of it. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just such an enjoyable experience for me. It was nice to have a single player thing to delve into and really get lost in. Like, I was hyped to be like, uh, work's done, peace. And then I would just yeah grab my controller and be like, all right, we're going in. Uh-huh. Close the blinds. Mm-hmm. Deploy in mech. There's a... Um, uh, I'm going to make a mech reference here at the end here. But I think it kind of is replicated to some extent in Armored Core. And it's basically if you're very immersed in something... Um, uh, you you have this deployment. You were talked about the deployment process for Armored Core, where it's like you have your briefing, you drop from your dropship or whatever. You're not like doing a Titanfall into every map, but implicitly in the background you do drop into the map. And uh, MechWarrior has this thing where it's just like whenever your mech power is on, um, it's like sensors online, weapons online, reactor online, all systems nominal. And they vary it up a little bit game by game, and I wish they didn't. But I like that's just burned into my head as mm-hmm. this cool like let's go right. Um, and uh, Armored Core absolutely nails that, especially in the Marina fights, like you called out, where they're doing their fighter square up thing. Um, love it. It's got amazing theming. Uh, again, love Rubicon. I love. The music and it's a lot more ambient and kind of like dark and somber uh, more so than I expected. It is not. Um, what's the uh, uh, the uh, freaking anime name? Um, I can't Which remember. Anime? Describe. I know. <laughs> There's. It's the anime. You know the the one with that. Not Space Cowboy, but the other one. Um, not Cowboy Bebop, but um, uh, some Space Dandy. It's uh, not like that. It is not like that. It is very all. much its own thing, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but uh it's just it's so excellent at, at what they set out to do. And honestly, Dave's points aside, it really is a big departure from Dark Souls. Um, while still being a very modern game. Like oh, yeah. you can I, you play this, you don't feel like you're peeing, playing a he doesn't feel like you're peeing. <laughs> doesn't feel like you're playing a PS2 title. <laughs> um which is great. Yeah, I, I don't so. want to try and convey that it's like Dark Souls. It's just a, a fun comparison to make. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. not Dark Souls at all in its mm-hmm. play style. Um, it's your job because of our podcast. It's your yes, job. I understand it's, it. It's a rote gimmick at this point. But if it sounds interesting to you and you're curious about it and you have not picked it up and you're not just mm-hmm. hearing our thoughts after you've beaten the game, by all means, please watch a video of a reviewer talking about it or watch mm-hmm. the trailer and see if it gets gets you going. Because um, yeah. mm-hmm. like Jake said, I don't think it's a game for everybody. I don't think any game is a game for everybody. So really mm-hmm. actually like do some research to see if it'd be something that might be up your alley. Yeah. If you have like a YouTuber you like and you respect the reviews on, I would say check them out. See if they do one about Armor Core 6. And if it resonates, by all means, uh, join us. We'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences with the game. Mm-hmm. If it's not for you, that's fine. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, agreed completely. Um, so I guess we'll be around when Armored Core 7 comes out. 
hopefully, and we'll have a, a follow-up then, tell you how the, the series is going. And uh, we'll be on the lookout for um, the next FromSoft content, uh, which I suspect will also come uh, will also be covered here on the podcast. Well, that's, that's going to be the Elden Ring oh, DLC, presumably. Right. Yes. So that was the last thing that they had announced. That's not too far out, but I can't remember when it launches. There's too much stuff I don't know out. if they have a, a formal date. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but that'll probably be the next thing, and then we'll see. You know, maybe they continue the Dark Souls formula. Maybe they are like, we're going to take another 15-year break before the next Armored Core. We'll see. Um, or 20 but years body, or whatever body it was. has got to eat, so. It's true, yeah. They have a contract he, with him, I'm sure. Uh-huh. He just takes his money and funnels it into, like, indie videos and movies and things like that with a bunch of content creators and crap. Some really good stuff there. What's cool, though, is... For some like the hey here's the gameplay and here's like reviews of it of like a here's like the IGN review trailer for Armor Core mm-hmm. 6 they had some obviously um, IGN people and like some gaming industry stuff but they also had like some YouTubers like Vadividia, Iron Pineapple it was really mm-hmm. cool to see like them involved in the review process of like hey we care about what these content creators think of our game because they play these games they're kind of a representative for the community um right and really promote the good things about our games. It was cool to see them involved in that. So the content creators like Vadi, they were involved with the IGN review, or they were involved no, no, with, no, the, not with the, the Armored Core kind of like box review? This is what people are saying. Armored Core 6 had a review of or a trailer of like, like hey, the reviews are in. Oh, yeah. Here's gotcha. a thing from GameSpot. Here's a thing from IGN. Here's a thing from these content creators. That's cool. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense, too. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. But if you guys have uh, ideas for cool mecha games we can try out, or even just mech games, it's fine. Um, it's a genre we're exploring now. So you could send those ideas in. We're always uh, willing to see if we're in the universe for it. Uh, send those ideas into soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or... You can join the discussion on Facebook, which is entirely based around uh, trying to get Senji back into the Mecca at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. And as always, Coral, abide with Rubicon. Rubicon.